The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. It's 8 a.m. and you're listening to KIOF-LP, 97.9 FM, Las Vegas. This is Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience, in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Natalie Powell. UK Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab has summoned the Chinese ambassador to the UK over claims by a former employee of the UK's Hong Kong consulate that he was tortured on a visit to China. 29-year-old Simon Cheng claims he was shackled, blindfolded and hooded on a visit to mainland China in August. He'd worked for the UK government for two years and frequently travelled to China. But as pro-democracy protests gathered speed, in August he was detained for 15 days. The fire danger in Australia has moved from the eastern seaboard states of Queensland and New South Wales to the south as South Australia and Victoria issue catastrophic fire alerts. Arthur Stevens has more. Fires are burning out of control across the York Peninsula and Jamestown, north of Adelaide. One fire at Yorktown has been burning in towards the St Vincent Highway and towards the coastline, while another in the South Australian Mid-North is burning in crops. The hottest spot in the state was Nullarbor with 46.6 degrees Celsius. In Victoria, residents in the state's north and northwest are being told to leave their homes ahead of the state's worst fire conditions in a decade. The State Emergency Management Centre has declared a code red, its highest bushfire warning level across the Mali and Northern Country. The EU, Russia and Ukraine are holding preparatory talks ahead of a meeting about gas supplies for next year. Ross Cullen has more. The trilateral consultations on gas on Wednesday will take the form of a conference call to lay the groundwork for a meeting at ministerial level next week. The EU wants supplies of Russian gas through Ukraine to continue next year despite Kiev's demands for reimbursements for carrying the gas and the emergence of rival pipeline projects aimed at bypassing Ukraine. The countries involved are meeting anyway at a summit on the 9th of December in Paris, ostensibly to try to find agreement for a possible path to peace in eastern Ukraine, but the issue of gas supplies could also be discussed. And it's not just Ukraine where negotiations are protracted. In the last couple of days, Russia has also admitted that oil and gas issues are among the most complicated matters when it comes to relations with its former Soviet neighbour Belarus. India's state-run banks have been hit by fraud cases worth $13 billion between April and November. Ishan Garg has more from New Delhi. India's finance minister told the parliament that more than 5,000 cases of fraud had occurred over the last few years. In 2019 alone, almost 1,000 such cases cost Indian banks more than a quarter of a million dollars. Most of these cases come from companies that borrowed money and seized operations. 
The Indian government has now frozen more than 300,000 such accounts. Some banks have blamed the government for lax regulatory processes. Others have blamed corrupt employees for handing out bad loans for personal gains. It's led to Indian banks struggling with multiple companies defaulting on loans worth billions. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. The A to Z of impeachment. Letter Q. Is for quid pro quo, the Latin phrase that means something for something. But Americans don't learn a lot of Latin as schoolchildren. Quid pro quo is Latin for bribery. Which is why Congressman Sean Maloney of New York offered his version of the phrase's definition for ABC News viewers over the weekend. We're talking about abuse of power. You could talk about a felony for soliciting a thing of value from a foreigner in a U.S. election campaign. You could talk about extortion. You could talk about bribery, you bet. And the founders listed that as impeachable in the Constitution. Of course, the more Democrats don't want to use the phrase quid pro quo, the more Republican supporters of the president, like Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, utter it like a mantra. Facts will never change. There was no conditionality, no quid pro quo in the transcript. President Zelensky didn't pledge to do any investigations prior to the aid being released. Uh, and the Ukrainians didn't know that the aid was even on hold at the time of the call. Use of the phrase itself has become politicized in this impeachment probe, with Republicans suggesting that Latin phraseology is redolent of a process that is dull, boring and lacking in pizzazz, and Democrats trying to escape the phrase at every turn. Tomorrow, the letter R. It stands for Republicans. What will they do in the A to Z of impeachment? FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute -minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here, but for now, that's the latest Feature Story News. Natalie Powell reporting. Magic FM in Las Vegas, where stars are made and played. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Morning, Las Vegas, and welcome to the Sports Angle with your host Rocco Kelly, live every morning on KIOF ninety-seven point nine, Las Vegas Public Radio. And now here's your host of the Sports Angle, Rocco Kelly. Welcome to the. Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. He's back. 
hoodie mellow. You might just call him mellow. You might just call him a USA champion. Carmelo Anthony recently signed a deal to be with the Portland Trailblazers, and he made his Portland Trailblazers debut recently. And now there are some mixed reactions when it comes to Carmelo Anthony and his status with the NBA. Because on one hand, there are so many people who remember how great Carmelo Anthony was when he was with the Denver Nuggets. I mean, that's really what I remember. I don't remember him as a Nick. I don't remember him as a Thunder. I don't remember him as a Rocket. I remember Carmelo Anthony at Denver Nuggets. That's where he spent the first couple of years of his career, and that's where he spent his prime out there in the Rocky Mountains. But you also need to remember that he hasn't been a Denver Nugget for eight years now. It's been eight years since his prime was in effect. And you could make the argument that once he left Denver, his stock and his market went down immediately once he went to Madison Square Garden, once he went to the mecca of the New York Knicks. So eight years later, he signed a deal with the Portland Trailblazers, and he didn't look that great. For Portland last night. Now I'm keeping it 100% with you. Carmel Anthony, they're the reason why teams were hesitant to sign you after you left Houston here. And the reason why is because of the perfect definition of what happened last night. He looks slow. All right, his age looks like it caught up to him. So all the people that are talking about Carmelo Anthony and how great it was for, it was great to see him in Portland. And man, you got Damian Lillard, and you got CJ McCollum, and now you got Carmelo Anthony. Well, first off, the Portland Trailblazers are one of the bottom teams in the Western Conference. So getting a older Carmelo Anthony to me seems like a ploy to get to get ticket sales. It seems like a marketing idea so the Portland Trailblazers can keep their name spotlight. Because outside of Dave Lord and C.J. McCollum, you have nobody that NBA fans really want to talk about. But what I'm getting to here is that Carmel Anthony, it sounds great on paper that he is back in the NBA but what I'm saying to you is that I don't think that Carmel Anthony was signed by Portland because of his basketball skills. I think Carmel Anthony got signed by the Portland Trailblazers as a marketing pool so that they could get some eyeballs on Portland and they could sell some tickets and their popularity will go up despite the fact that they're one of the bottom teams in the Western Conference. I mean, Sonar, I believe that's the case. Is that Portland signed a guy who his prime was eight years ago. 
He got traded from Denver to the New York Knicks eight seasons ago. And he hasn't been the same since. So if you have not been your prime for the last eight years, if a team stops you at this point, are they just signing you because you're a name? Or do they think you can actually play basketball? I think it's the first. It's all about the jersey sales, man. You, you hit it right on the head. Uh, essentially what they're doing is they are buying a mascot, buying a, uh, a player you can put the franchise tag on, uh, essentially paying for someone that can increase their sales because the team's, uh, <laughs> let, let's say the team's performance isn't helping with that. Right, exactly. And the biggest issue I have with this isn't that they signed Carmelo Anthony. It's because he still has a box office name, even though he's no longer in his prime. When he was in his prime with Denver, he was one of the top ten players in the NBA. The problem I have is that the Portland Trailblazers have two guys who are younger than Carmelo, that they have a higher upside than Carmelo, and they kind of are established names in the NBA, and that's Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. But it seems like Portland did this to generate buzz, to generate media around them. But I feel like they could have done that if they would have focused on Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, two guys who, by the way, weren't even in the NBA when Carmelo wasn't even in it, when, when, when Carmelo was in his prime. That is the situation they're in. Just focus on McCollum, focus on Lillard. Carmelo Anthony, I believe this situation. For a couple of weeks, Carmelo Anthony and the Portland Trailblazers, it's going to be in the news. But after a couple of weeks, it's going to die down, and people are soon to forget that Carmelo Anthony is even on the Portland Trailblazers because 90% of NBA fans are like myself that you will remember his prime in Denver and not his one-and-done one stops that he did in OKC and Houston and now Portland. Well, to me, it was the same thing that the Cubs, I'm sorry, uh, the Reds did back when I was a kid when they hired Ken Griffey Jr. They hired him for the center field position, and I always believed that that was just for a center field mascot. Right. Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. When the uh, Reds traded for him in the early 2000s, and they had him there for a couple of years, but he wasn't the Ken Griffey Jr. that we all know from Seattle. I mean, if you ask anybody about Ken Griffey Jr. in baseball, the Seattle are going to be the first thing that pops up in everybody's head. And it's like Carmelo and the argument we're having here. Denver is what's going to pop up. So with Carmelo Anthony, with this one-and-done stops he's had in Portland, Houston, and Oklahoma City, it doesn't matter how much of a name he has. We're still going to remember his prime in Denver, and I believe that Portland side. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses? Or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? 
Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Find him just for the jersey sales and just to get buzz around a losing team. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly, and we'll be back after this. Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide Cause you know just what to say And you know just what to do Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show, listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOFLP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop, ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff. On the next Seems Like Old Times, it's our Thanksgiving celebration. That's right, scoot on up to the table, we'll dig in with songs about being thankful and some tunes about eating. And for the countdown, we're heading back to the fourth weekend of November in 1940. So come on by and listen to the memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. 
with your host, Rocco Kelly. Join the show, join the conversation, and follow us at amp.tv. And now, your host, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. You know, there was one team that doesn't get a lot of recognition in the NBA. And we're going to go on the spectrum of one team that tried to get popularity by bringing in old face. Let's do the opposite. Let's talk about a team that they have a lot of new faces and a lot of young guys on their roster, a fresh face as a coach, and a team that is on the rise. Now, the Sacramento Kings, for a long time period, or as long as I have been alive, they have been the laughing stock of the NBA. Yes, they've had those short spurts of when they've had success. Shout out to Mike Bibby. But with the Sacramento Kings, for majority of this decade and majority of the last 15 years, they have been the bottom of the league They have been a team that most people don't care about. Now, now, to give them credit, the last couple of years, the Sacramento Kings have been turning it around. They have established a young roster. Now, outside of the Harrison signing, they really haven't spurred on any free agents and spending money on players who are veterans. They have kept their roster with a lot of inexperienced young guys. But in the NBA, there is no problem with having younger guys on your roster. Having a De'Aaron Fox. Having Buddy Heald. Those younger guys on that roster. And speaking of De'Aaron Fox, he looks like a young superstar. And I believe that the right system is in place. De'Aaron Fox is going to be a superstar in the NBA in the next couple of years. Give it three or four years. De'Aaron Fox is going to be a superstar in the NBA if the Sacramento Kings do what I expect them to do, which is build their roster around their youth and build a core a solid, solidified core around Buddy Heald, around De'Aaron Fox. And they're going to bring in one more person, all right? They're not just going to do those two. They're going to bring one more person. (laughs) Hey, hi, Bulldogs. How's it going? Now, Sacramento Kings also have a younger coach in Luke Walton. Now, Luke Walton was an assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors. In fact, he had to enter in the Golden State Warriors conversation when Steve Kerr had his health scare. And to give Luke Walton credit, he actually did very well as an interim coach for the Golden State Warriors. He showed that when he has the right pieces around him, Luke Walton can actually be a good coach. I do not fault Luke Walton for what happened with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, Luke Walton is always going to be remembered as being a role player 
for the Los Angeles Lakers during the Kobe era. That's what I'm going to remember Luke Walton for. But I am not going to have Luke Walton's tenure with the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not going to have that go against him. Because that was a you-know-what from the get-go. He had no chance of succeeding with the Los Angeles Lakers. Their front office was a wreck. You brought in a superstar who wanted everybody traded. And let's just be honest, that superstar is what got him fired. If you did not bring in that superstar in the offseason and then have that superstar make managerial decisions, Luke Walton wouldn't have been fired by the Lakers after year two. But because you brought in that guy, some people call him the greatest of all time, but I will never call him that because it's just not true. Luke Walton was dead from the start with the Los Angeles Lakers, with Magic Johnson, with that superstar. So now he's in Sacramento. He has a brand new start. And I believe that his tenure in Sacramento is going to show you what the flashes that he had in Golden State. And I know what your argument's going to be. That Luke Walton was at the Golden State Warriors. They were coaching the dynasty. Of course he's going to look great. Well, what you don't remember about that dynasty with Golden State is that Luke Walton was actually there when it was starting to form. All right, he wasn't just the assistant coach when they started becoming good. Okay, he eventually did become the interim coach during their NBA championship run, but he was there during the building process. He knows what it's like to see a team being built from the ground up and becoming a successful team. And that is what Sacramento has the potential to be. Now, remember the formula that the Golden State Warriors had. They drafted Curry, and two years later, they drafted Thompson, and then a year later, they drafted Green. So in the very short time span of four years, they drafted their three superstars. Hmm, does that sound familiar? Oh, yes, it does, because the Sacramento Kings drafted De'Aaron Fox, They got Buddy Heald, a rookie at the time, in the DeMarcus Cousins trade. So they didn't draft him, but they got him as a rookie. So essentially, he has been with Sacramento for a majority of his career. And he's still a very young guy. He's only been in the league for, I believe, around three or four years now. So what I'm getting to is that Sacramento has been building up their pieces. They've been solidifying their core. Now, what they need to do is follow the Warriors' formula, which they have. Warriors did Thompson, Green, and Curry in the span of four years. Sacramento will more than likely do the same idea next year. Next year, they're going to get their final young guy that they could build their team around, because Hild. Fox, and then that younger guy will be three superstars in the span of four years, which is what they need. So then to solidify their upcoming success, what did the Warriors do? They went out and they signed a veteran forward that eventually took them 
to the NBA Finals. And before anybody thinks I'm talking about Kevin Durant, you would be wrong. I'm talking about Andre Iguodala. They went and got Andre Iguodala from the Denver Nuggets, and he was the solidified veteran mentality that the Golden State Warriors did to finish their rebuild and get them to be a superstar. And I believe the Sacramento Kings are going to do the same thing. Next year, there are plenty of free agents in the NBA that are veterans that you would have to pay you'd have to pay money. You have to pay a decent amount, but if you're the Sacramento Kings and you want to finish your rebuild, if you want to get your Andre Iguodala, then I highly recommend doing this option. You sign a veteran forward, could be a power forward, it could be a small forward, and you finish your rebuild by having four solidified guys on your roster and then have pieces on your bench that you could build the team around. Now, Sonar, is that starting to make sense? Because Luke Walton was with the Warriors organization, and I don't fault him for the Lakers' tenure, like I said earlier. Because he was there for two years, the management was awful, the superstars on that team forced him out. But with him being part of Golden State, he saw the formula of how success was done, and I believe he's going to try to replicate that in Sacramento. Well, I think regardless of whose fault it was, because it seems like there was quite a few different facets to that question, uh, I think you've got the plan. That's essentially how it's supposed to be. Right, he's got the plan, absolutely. It's just I see a lot of Golden State in Sacramento. And that is just what I see, is that if you follow a blueprint, it's not going to be exact. It's, a blueprint is never exactly like the original. We all know this. But if you get a successful model, a successful formula, and if you could try to replicate it and make it a successful option for you, then the Kings should be, down the line, a very successful team. And by the way, Vegas, Karen, Yes, the Utah Jazz are a playoff team. They have been that for a couple of years, but they have never been a solidified championship team. Jazz have never been that way. Now, I'm sorry to you, Vegas, Karen, and the Jazz will never be a solidified championship team. So with Duke Walton, I believe he's going to copy the Warriors' formula on how they became a successful championship franchise. He's going to duplicate it and have Sacramento down the line eventually be a successful team. I mean, they're only the ninth seed right now. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear, along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24-7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, you can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub.
in the Western Conference, and they should be a solidified team out the line this year. This is the Sports Single. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We are going to break, so we'll be right back after this. Vegas' first official arts, culture, and tourist station. Magic 97.9. Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide Cause you know just what to say And you know just what to do Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean from The Paul and Dean Show. Listen to The Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop, ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff on the next Seems Like Old Times. It's our Thanksgiving celebration. That's right, scoot on up to the table. We'll dig in with songs about being thankful and some tunes about eating. And for the countdown, we're heading back to the fourth weekend of November in 1940. So come on by and listen to the memories on the next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Welcome back. You're listening to The Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly, here on KIOF 97.9. Here's your host, Rocco Kelly. 
Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Now, now to stay with the Luke Walton conversation, like the Sacramento Kings, since 2016, nine of their 15 players on their roster were drafted from either 2016, 2017, 2018, or 2019. So they have less than three years of experience, and that is nearly more than half of their roster, nine of the 15. So there really isn't that much experience on that side of the ball. And to continue with the whole Lakers conversation, it is very understandable that Luke Walton, like, you know, I'm going to say his name anyway. LeBron James, when he signed in the offseason of 2018, he immediately took over control. And we all know with LeBron James, when it comes to a head coach, you have to be a puppet. All right? You have to be a guy that LeBron James can control. And I think Luke Walton is not one of those guys. I do not think that Luke Walton is one of those coaches that will allow somebody to control him, to allow him to just get pushed over on a consistent basis. And it's really no secret that this offseason, Luke Walton got fired by the Lakers, and they say that they fired him because they wanted to go in a different direction. But no, he got fired because LeBron James wanted to hire his own guy he wanted to hire a puppet who would allow LeBron James to run the team like he wanted to. And you know what? The Lakers are the number one team in the Western Conference right now. You know what? That's great. Okay? All the people who love LeBron James are going to come to his defense and say, well, LeBron James must be doing something right then because they're the number one team in the Western Conference. Well, look, it's early on in the season. And I want to get to the halfway point, and I really want to see if LeBron James is still going to be this great mastermind that people say he is, or will his legs start to deteriorate, kind of like they did last year. Because let's remember, now he's in his mid-30s. So it's not like he's the same superstar. But let's get back to the Luke Walton conversation. Because Luke Walton, with the Los Angeles Lakers, the two years he was there, the first year he got into continuous arguments with LeVar Ball. And now LeVar Ball was at that stage where he was a media and he did everything possible to stay in the media. I mean, heck, he even wrote a letter to Luke Walton to tell him to put his kid in the game. So when Luke Walton intentionally benched him the very next game, just to tell LeVar Ball, this is my team, not yours. So the first year, he had the LeVar Ball situation. You had Magic Johnson who came in, and he was trying to shake things up, and Luke Walton really did not like that situation. The second year, you had the LeBron James signing. He came in and took over the entire organization. And then you had the trade, which Luke Walton, by the way, did not like the trade, for starters. But LeBron James traded away essentially all of the young players on the team to acquire Anthony Davis. Now, obviously, I'm not going to give my opinion on this because I did very, very long time ago, a couple months back when it happened. But 
I believe that that was really the final straw, was that Luke Walton was trying to build this young core of Lonzo Ball, of Josh Hart, of Brandon Ingram. There were all of these young talent that the Lakers had, and LeBron James basically traded all of them away for a guy in Anthony Davis, who unfortunately is going to be playing his prime in what the Los Angeles Lakers. It's very unfortunate that he's going to be playing his prime of his career in L.A. Now, now Sacramento, they have Marvin Bagley, they have Buddy Hyde, they have De'Aaron Fox, you have Yogi Ferrell. Building up that young squad, I essentially believe the blueprint he had with the Warriors is what he was trying to do with the Lakers with Lonzo Ball, with Josh Hart, with Brandon Ingram, before the plans got interrupted and before LeBron James took over. I believe that what he was trying to do in L.A. is what he eventually has the capability of doing in Sacramento. Now, Sacramento, their management doesn't really get involved. Outside of drafting centers all the time, Sacramento tends to not metal as much as they do in LA. So if Luke Walton is doing the blueprint of the Golden State Warriors that he tried to do with the Los Angeles Lakers, I believe with Hild, with Fox, with Bagley, they will get the job done in Sacramento. And it will be a situation where he will basically be giving a huge you know what to the Los Angeles Lakers organization and to a superstar on that team. I mean, Sonar, does that make a lot of sense? That he's basically going to be giving a huge middle finger to the Lakers organization saying, hey, you should have followed my blueprint instead of trading all of those blueprint players away for somebody like Anthony Davis. Well, exactly. They put all their eggs in one basket. That's That obviously wasn't part of the plan. The plan was to rebuild a team. A team isn't just one person. And I think... That's the thing that that James has really forgotten is that it's a team. You can be you can call yourself the greatest of all time, but you still can't play basketball by yourself. You still can't be a professional team. It, it, it's not the uh, the Miami Jameses. It's not the Cleveland LeBrons. That's the right. that's the issue is that you have to still keep that mentality. You can be the, the, the best basketball player, both physically and mentally. But if you don't have the team and the players that can help you out and be a piece of that, then what are you really doing out there? You, you're just playing in theory. Right. And. But I think that the argument that I'm saying is that the blueprint that he had with the Lakers is exactly what he is doing with the Kings now. Because when Luke Wong got hired by the Lakers, they were a rebuilding team, similar to what the Sacramento Kings are right now. Luke Walton, to me, is a coach that when he is given the time to do it, he can rebuild a team from scratch. He seems like that type of coach because, let's remember, who did Luke Walton play with? He played with Kobe Bryant, a guy who had a mentality of, I'm going to win and there's nothing you're going to do about it. And who was the coach that Luke Walton 
played under. That happened to be Phil Jackson, one of the best NBA coaches of all time. And then when he retired, what coaching staff did he go to? The Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr, who, by the way, Steve Kerr is a very good NBA head coach. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, they're having a very awful season this year, but Steve Kerr and Phil Jackson had a similar personality, which is they control the egos and they get them all together because it's the best for business. And I believe that Luke Walton has those same capabilities as well. Now, it will take time for Sacramento to develop into the core that I am saying they will. Because, like, the argument was that Curry, Thompson, and Green were all drafted in four years. All three of, three of the core players. And Sacramento is the same way. Like the argument I'm making. Okay? Buddy Hild in 2016. You had De'Aaron Fox in 2018 and Marvin Bagley uh, in 2017. So, in all three years, they had all of their core players drafted in Sacramento. Similar to what they did in Golden State. So the argument I'm making and the angle I'm trying to say to you is that Luke Walton didn't have a chance with the Los Angeles Lakers. So please stop bringing up the argument that Luke Walton won't succeed in Sacramento because he couldn't succeed with the Lakers. So you have to understand that judge him on what happened in Golden State and judge him on the blueprint he is trying to create in Sacramento because the Golden State success is exactly what's going to happen in Sacramento, but you have to give it time, and you have to give Luke Walton some credit. Well, that's the thing about coming into a, a place where you are developing a new plan and a new system. You can't do it in a year. You can't turn it around in a season. Whenever you right, bring some somebody of these NBA in. fans believe it. Some oh, of these NBA craziness. fans think you have to do it in one year. That, and, and a lot of it is because they haven't managed a giant team or, or um, a business or anything like this. It takes time to develop a, a new system. Think about all the games that they're, that they're not playing. They don't play half as many games as uh, baseball does. So you have to develop not only how to play, but who is playing. And it's hard to do with less games. Exactly. Now, it will be interesting to see what Luke Wall does in Sacramento, and I'm looking forward to it. This is Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We're going to go to break, so we'll be back after this.
Las Vegas Public Radio Station, KIOF 97.9 FM, is an official radio station for emergency information in Las Vegas. During an actual emergency, tune your radio to KIOF 97.9 FM for official up-to-the-minute information from the city of Las Vegas. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The Sports Angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Hello. T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? My arms are open wide. Cause you know just what to say. And you know just what to do. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Dean. From the Paul and Dean Show. Listen to the Paul and Dean Show live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Right here on KIOF LP 97.9 FM. Las Vegas Public Radio, broadcasting around the corner from the Fremont Street Experience. In fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Aaron Clements, inviting you to ride with the CNC Auto Show. Co-host John Ryan Mooney and I are two real-life, in-the-shop ASC-certified technicians that ride with you each week and answer automotive questions, share tips, and have some fun as we ride. Our goal is to give you information on ways to make your car, truck, or SUV safer, more dependable, and to make it last longer for less money. The CNC Auto Show cranks up on Saturdays from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. We'll meet you right here at Magic 97.9 FM KIOF Las Vegas. Hi everyone, I'm Craig Orndorff on The Next Seems Like Old Times. It's our Thanksgiving celebration. That's right, scoot on up to the table, we'll dig in with songs about being thankful and some tunes about eating. And for the countdown, we're heading back to the fourth weekend of November in 1940. So come on by and listen to the memories on The Next Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times can be heard each Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF, Las Vegas. Welcome back to The Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Join us every morning on KIOF 97.9, LasVegasPublicRadio.org. Follow the show at TheSportsAngle.com. And now, here's your host with the most, Rocco Kelly. Welcome back to the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Cross promotion in sports. Now, this is a very rare situation where you have two sports who are very similar in styles, and they will have their top stars, and they will come together, and they will face each other and they'll be making a lot of money along the way. 
Now, with auto racing, we have seen this countless times with IndyCar Formula One. We have seen it with NASCAR and World of Outlaws. But let's get into competitive uh, – let's get into competitive fighting. UFC and boxing. Now, these two sports, on the surface – shouldn't really have anything to do with each other. One of them has a completely different style from the next. However, the last couple of years, we have seen boxers and MMA fighters come together and face off in these great matches that we have wanted to see for a long time. Everybody remembers the Conor McGregor and the Floyd Mayweather fight from two years ago. And since we're here in Las Vegas, it was at the T-Mobile Arena. It sold tickets. It was marketing at its peak. Because you had boxing and you had MMA come together for a fight. You've had boxers go into the UFC and become successful champions. Holly Hollum is one that comes to my mind. However... It is a possibility that we could see, once again, a MMA fighter and a boxer come together and face off and make a lot of revenue for one another. Now, UFC heavyweight champion Stepe Moyak has said that he would be in agreement to fight boxer Tyson Fury. After his fight with Dante Wilder. Now, this could be a big, big fight for both sides. Because Stepe Moyak is one of the best fighters in UFC. He has been for a couple of years now. And on the other hand, Tyson Fury is one of the most electrifying boxers that they have. All right, his mic skills are good. He's great in the ring. His markability is off the charts. I mean, he just did a program with the World Wrestling Entertainment, and he got paid very handsomely to do so. Kind of similar to what Mike Tyson did two decades ago. He went to WWE, did a couple appearances, and made millions off of it. But let's get back to Tyson Fury and Stepboy Moyak. Now, this would be a boxing match, but where would you host it? Now, immediately, Las Vegas, Nevada is what comes to your mind. And since we're here in Vegas, the T-Mobile Arena is an is a arena that is built for the most marquee boxing fights that you can have. They did McGregor, and they did Mayweather. So if you did Fury versus Moyoc, it would be a monster, monster fight. And it would be a card that the T-Mobile Arena would want to have on their stable. But the main question I have to ask is that with Mayweather and McGregor, they hyped it up to oblivion. They had about 12 interviews. They did all these tours around the world. And they hyped up this fight to be the next greatest fight that you were ever going to watch. And also, there was guaranteed money as well. A lot of people forget that. 
But there was guaranteed money in that Mayweather-McGregor fight, regardless of who won or lost. Now, would that be a similar situation with Tyson Fury and Stepe Moyoc? There's a possibility that there will be guaranteed money. I don't think it would be the $100 million that Mayweather and McGregor was, but I do believe that it would generate millions for both sides. Because if you're a UFC fan, you would like to see Stepway Moyak step into a ring and fight one of the best boxers that they have in the world. And if you're Tyson Fury, look, you've already shown that you will go to another promotion and you will fight and you'll make your millions there. We've, if anybody's a wrestling fan, you saw what he did at Crown Jewel very recently. And he actually wasn't that bad. So for anybody who's listening, who's driving to work, who's taking their kids to school, and with Sonar, with a boxing and MMA duel, with a cross-promotion between the two, who really loses in this situation? Because I think it's a win-win-win for all sides. I am in 100% agreeance with you, buddy. Who doesn't like to see Batman versus Superman? You know what I mean? It, it, two crime fighters, two fighters in general. Let, let's look at it. Uh, it's not necessarily apples and oranges. They're all fruits. It, it's one of those things that um, we like to see cross promotions the same way as we like to see professional golfers play mini golf. We like to see uh, uh, racers, uh, uh, a stock car or NASCAR or, uh, heck, drag racers all go head-to-head in go-karts. It's one of those things that we like to see how does the skills uh, traverse? How, How does it jump from one thing to the other? I think what would be the most fair is if you were going to take a boxer and an MMA uh, fighter and you were going to go against each other in one or the other, I think you should have to do both. That way you get to showcase both sides of it. Because, I mean, if someone's coming over to your sport, you should at least have the common courtesy to go the other direction. Well, surprisingly, that hasn't been the case. If any MMA fighter ever goes up against a boxer, it's always been in a boxing ring. Now, for anybody who could correct me on this, I don't believe, outside of Holly Hollum, there ever has been a boxer who has ever stepped into the octagon and has faced one of the best UFC fighters. And Holly Hollum versus Ronda Rousey is the only only fight I could think of in my head that's anywhere close to what we're talking about. Because I have not heard about a boxer stepping into the octagon ever. That's what, that's what I mean, because it goes the other direction. It's it's someone saying, I can be better at your sport, but you can't come up to mine. I think that anytime there's a challenge, it should be a challenge on both sides. And also, if we're going to talk about revenue and we're going to talk about money, wouldn't it be best for both sides, for Dana White and the UFC and for the promotions and the bookers of boxing? Exactly. For them to do a two for them to do a two part series. Well it's a cross promotion. For part yeah. For part one to be in the boxing ring and then part two be in the octagon, both sides win. And when I said that it is a win win win, let me elaborate on that. The boxers would win 
because they would get a massive payout because they would face each other. The sports books would win because you would have all these people betting all this money on this fight, and the organizations itself would win because you would get, be getting so many eyeballs placed on your brand. So that's why I said win, win, win for anybody who was confused on that. No, I, I get you, man. And you're right. It's a cross promotion. It's not a one-way promotion. You're not taking somebody from uh, from another sport and just shoving them in somewhere. It needs to be cross promotions. That, I think, right. adds your uh, fourth win in there. Right. It's not like um, the, those pro-ams in golf. So we've all seen those pro-ams where they take like a celebrity and they have them team up with a pro golfer. Las Vegas is number one all public radio. Magic. Magic. 97.9. The Sports Angle brings a unique mix of sports discussions to talk radio. The goal is to entertain sports fans with an angle on unique topics in the sports world while interacting with the listeners. Your host Rocco Kelly brings a unique on and off the field knowledge and well-studied angle and energetic perspective to the sports world. The sports angle can be heard Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Here on KIOF 97.9 FM, Las Vegas Public Radio. Great tailoring and alterations are hard to find these days. For ample, a new tailoring and alterations shop in Henderson, Nevada can help you with all your needs. Their website is www.fire-ample.com. You may contact Shirley at 702-867-1088 for more information. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? T-Mobile. A call or click away keeps you in play night and day. Are you with us? you know just what to say and you know just what to do the following magic music mix is sponsored by gary grotke the air we breathe the water we drink the soil that grows food for our families these basic elements are essential to healthy happy lives America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh. Got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 